The following podcast is sponsored by StructureTech. Why should you get a new roof just because you have old roof that's about ready to go out and a hill comes and you get a brand new roof? Is that what happens or no? Yeah, yeah, for the most part. I mean, if in fact you have a roof that is damaged because of hail and the roofer, whoever your contractor is and the adjuster come to an agreement what the damage was and what needs to be replaced, then yeah, that's what happens, you get a new roof. Welcome everybody, you're listening to Structure Talk, a Structure Tech presentation. My name is Bill Ulrich, alongside Tessa Murray and Ruben Saltzman, as always, the three-legged stool here at Structure Talk. And on today's episode, we are talking insurance, home insurance specifically, with Tim Mulgren, correct? That's correct. uh, Tim, welcome to the program. Can you uh, just take a quick second and introduce yourself? Who do you work with? What do you do? How long have you been around? And Give us your uh, credentials. Thanks for having me, Bill. Again, my name is Tim Mulgren. I uh, am a branch owner of an agency called the Woodlands Insurance. The Woodlands Insurance has been around since 2010. I've been in insurance since 1999, I guess. So quite some time, but, uh, but our particular branch has been around since 2010. We're independent, which just means that we have a, a number of different carriers that we work with instead of being captive like a uh, farmer's or a state farm's. Been around for a while, and it's an interesting topic that Ruben and I had talked a little bit about at the end of last week. So Tim, you've been in the business since 99. What brought you to the insurance business? Oh, you know, nobody really stands up in their third grade class and says, I want to be an insurance agent when they grow up. You know, it's always something that people kind of fall into. In my particular case, my mom actually worked for what they call a third party administrator. So she did claims for medical, uh, different medical carriers. After I was talking to Tessa a little bit ago, I was on the radio in Wisconsin for a little while. And uh, after that, I decided to head back to Minnesota. Really wasn't sure what I wanted to do. So I started doing customer service for her uh, employer. They also did some COBRA benefits, which is, uh, you know, that insurance that you get if, in fact, you had to leave work for health insurance and such. I moved to Florida in 96 and really didn't have much to do and found a job in insurance and kind of been there ever since. Awesome. So are you, do you work often with home and hail claims and and weather damage and that kind of stuff? Is that something that's always in the forefront of an insurance agent's mind? Well, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that's in our forefront, but it's definitely the white elephant in the corner. The, the tough part for agents and people that are that work in an agency is a lot of times you become the go-between between the carrier and the insured. And sure. so, especially when you have these types of situations where you have hail damage or any type of a claim and the insurance carrier may not see the same thing that other people may come out to your you know door, knock on your door and go up on your roof and say, I see this. And and so it becomes a little bit of a of a difficult conversation to have because inevitably the the insured is going to want a new roof because they were just told that they had a bunch of hail damage and maybe the insurance carrier doesn't see it that way and so now you become that go between and the tough part for us is you know if, if in fact there's no coverage for that or there's not enough damage or they don't see any damage then that insured kind of feels like they're with the wrong insurance carrier and it can be a situation where you're losing clients when really nothing went wrong. Tim, how does that happen? And I mean, this happened in my neighborhood where 
I, I moved into a neighborhood. Every home on the street had architectural shingles. They had all had their roofs replaced. The house I bought was the one house on the street with the asphalt three-tab shingles. They never got their roof replaced. Every house got a new roof. One, I like to say they won a new roof, <laughs> except for the people that I bought the house from. How in the world does that happen? Well, a couple things could occur. You know, number one, they could be with a carrier that doesn't assess the damage. You know, all the different carriers assess damage differently, right? You know, there are some that you just know they're just going to go ahead and buy the roof and then it is what it is. And then there's others, some carriers, I won't name names, but you know, you have to have in a 10 foot square area, like 34 different pockmarks, right? And a lot of times that just doesn't happen. And and so, you know, in that particular case, that, uh, that carrier is not going to buy that roof or the homeowner just decided that it was too much work to file a claim. And they just said, you know what, they decided to be Reuben and say, you know what, there may be some hail damage here, but the roof is still okay. And there's no reason for me to be filing a claim because of it. So you, you can say that, you know, okay, well, you're, my neighbors have hail damage, but you know, why wouldn't I? That's really not going to be the case, but different carriers have different way of assessing their claims. To jump in on your point there, Tim, I just got to say this house that I don't live in anymore. It was built in 98. Mm -hmm. And the same original three tab shingles are on that roof today. This is 22 years now. And there have been many hailstorms. There have been the same houses have been hit by hail numerous times on that street and had the roofs replaced over and over again. Yet this house right next door, my old house still has the exact same roof and it still doesn't leak. Mm -hmm. So it just it just really drives home the point that all this hail, it does not destroy roofs. It removes a little bit of life. That's it. This is what people freak out about. Ruben feels very strongly about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if he could clarify his position. I wasn't sure really where you were coming in. I think we're just going off the rails with all of this. This is, this is why we call it winning a new roof. I used to joke with my neighbors about how, yeah, I'm going to go outside and go do the hail dance because I got to win me a new roof too. This will be wonderful. But we're all paying for it. Tim, do you remember when you used to get free stakes when you got your windshield replaced? <laughs> all the time. You know, and, and obviously that doesn't happen anymore. Free Tessa's too young for this. <laughs> Tim, tell her about it. missed out on a free steak. Yeah, yeah. So there were a few glass companies out there that if, in fact, you got a new windshield from them, that you would get a free box of steaks. And so that was their way of promoting their windshield company. You know, just a bunch of that had that type of a promotion where you would come out and you would be like, hey, you know, use our windshield company and we get the free box of steaks. What, what they were finding was, you know, it wasn't a free box of steaks. Unfortunately, that windshield, the price of that windshield went up. The insurance was paying for the price of the, the now more expensive windshield, which in turn moves that premium back to everybody else. So, huh. and they, they cut that off from doing that. Yeah. So you're saying there's no free steak. No there's no such thing as a free steak either. Okay. Well, and what I was telling you too, Ruben, back in 2010, on average, when we were doing a home insurance policy for a home that was 250000 okay? So a normal home insurance policy, you know, you were, we were anywhere between $800 and $1,000 for a premium. Now, 10 years later, you're right around 1300 to 1500 for that same policy. So mm. that big of an increase, I mean, that's 50% increase over the course of time. And it's all because of two little words, which is replacement cost. And, uh, and that's what insurance are having issues with. Can you tell me about that replacement yeah. cost? Because when I was in the home inspection world, people all the time joke, I'm like, your roof is, you know, it's, it's probably 15 years on or something. And they're like, well, we're just going to pray for hail. And, and I, 
I said, okay, whatever. But why should you get a new roof just because you have old roof that's about ready to go out and then hail comes and you get a brand new roof? Is that what happens or no? Yeah, yeah. For the most part, I mean, if in fact you have a roof that is damaged because of hail and the roofer, whoever your contractor is and the adjuster come to an agreement, what the damage was and what needs to be replaced, then, you know, that's what happens. You get a new roof. And there was a lot of conversation a number of years ago about matching because again, you know, you may have, a lot of damage to the south side of your house, but you may have zero damage to the north side, right? And so what was happening a few years back was, you know, insurance started looking at it and saying, well, we're only going to do a replacement of the south side of the roof. Well, the problem with that is, is that they weren't able to match those shingles to what the north side looked like. And so now all of a sudden you get a situation like, uh, you know, the roof mullet, like you said, where where you have two different uh, colors of shingles. And so that was brought up and there was a lot of people that said, okay, well, you know, the insurance hated the fact that, you know, that this was going to be their outcome and almost didn't even want the roof in the first place. And of course, then had issues with their carrier, right? And so now there's a lot of carriers that are instituting a new endorsement called matching, where you actually have to pay more for your insurance, you know, not a ton more, but it's an endorsement to match whatever happens should there be a, a problem, you know, with, with the roof with ALD. So back to the two words. Yeah. Can you say them again? Replacement costs. So so there's two types of ways to insure your belongings, right? You have replacement costs or what they call ACV or actual cash value. Consider something like an auto, like your auto claims are going to be actual cash value. You know, if you, you, you have a you know, a 2011, you know, Jeep Cherokee, they're not going to replace that if in fact something happened with a 2020, which is really what we're talking about here. You know, that is uh, such a good analogy. You said 2011, let's just say a 2001 Jeep Cherokee, yeah. you total it. And now the insurance company gets you a 2020 Jeep Cherokee. That's what we do with roofs, right? Yep, that's exactly correct. They're not looking at the depreciation of things. The, the real issue that we're running into right now because of replacement costs is the actual mortgage lenders. Because the mortgage lenders, they want to make sure that their loan is, we'll call it insured for lack of a better term. They have replacement costs on the house that they're that they're taking the loan out on because they want to make sure if in fact there's a problem, that homeowner isn't stuck with a $10,000 bill. They don't uh, fix whatever is damaged. Now all of a sudden, you know, if in fact they leave, now the, the bank is, is stuck with fixing that $10,000 roof because the, you know, the insured just decided not to fix it at all. And so what we're running into is right now, the a lot of these insurance carriers, because these mortgage lenders are requiring replacement costs, a lot of these insurance carriers are now coming back and saying, well, wait a second, wait a second, we don't want to be paying for all these roofs all the time. Because when do you think the, these roofing claims came about? When people were trying to sell or purchase their home? Uh, your roof is 15, 20 years old, we need replacement costs, maybe you should go ahead and file a claim. Well, now all of a sudden you're sitting there, you know, with the, with the insurance carrier filing a claim for a house you're about ready to sell because you need to have a new roof in regards to it. So there's, there was a lot of that going on. So to combat that recently, what these insurance carriers are doing is they're putting a, a limit on how many years you can have replacement costs. A lot of them are going to 15 years. So if in fact your roof is more than 15 years old, they start depreciating it on a sliding scale. Well, that's going to cause trouble with these mortgage lenders when you're going to buy a house. So let's say, for instance, you go to buy a house and your roof is 20 years old and that house you're buying. Well, all of a sudden you go from having from us 15 different carriers that we can use to get you replacement cost on a roof down to about three. 
buying power is a lot less than it was if, in fact, that roof was 10 years old. And, you know, the lender is going to require replacement costs. And if they don't get it, then they're going to, they're basically not going to give you the loan or they're going to put some additional impact on it. So, Tim, this is a very interesting point because I'm just starting to think this through as you're describing it. On all of the disclosure forms that homeowners fill out, there's this question on there that says, is the roof eight years old or more? And I have no idea where that came from. To me, it seems like a useless, arbitrary number, but you keep saying 15. This seems like a really important number. What if that question was asked on all these forms? Because it seems like that's just become a standard in the insurance industry is 15 years, right? Yeah, from right now. I mean, that's kind of that that break-even point is that 15 years. I, I'm not sure why they put eight years. I don't know where that came from either because when I'm going through the different appraisals and stuff, when we're looking at people, uh, insuring people that are buying a new home, I see that too. Basically, what we do as an insurance carrier is like, okay, if it's eight years or newer, then hey, ask the realtor when it happened. If in fact, factors are more, then what we'll always say is, hey, you know, we really need to know when that roof was put on because if it was over 15 years old, you know, we may not be able to use some carriers. And and there are some carriers right now, which is not, we have a client right now that has a 20 year old roof. I drove by it and that roof looks like it's about a four year old roof. I mean, it's beautiful. There's no, you know, there's no granules coming down. I mean, it looks like a great roof. And we do have some carriers that don't look at roof age. They go out and do an inspection. And if in fact the roof looks good, then we're, then they're good to go. But again, those are few and far between right now. And I bet you dollars to donuts within the next five years, those same carriers are going to have a 15 year limit which they should don't have damage to your roof or there's no leaking like you were talking about anything other than cosmetic you know you shouldn't be insuring cosmetic things you should be insuring you know the the structure itself you know what i was gonna say there was one of the inspectors on our team recently did an inspection on a house with a with an aging roof and i think it was one of the comments on the summary page like it's functional but it's you know it's aging and the people that were buying the house their insurance company came out and did their own independent inspection of it got on the roof and said we're not going to insure this roof mm-hmm. does that happen a lot not a ton it, it does for older homes because that's what's going to happen if in fact you have a 20 year old roof they're going to look at it and say okay we don't automatically include replacement cost on this roof so we're going to really want to make sure that this is a good roof to be able to to insure however if in fact the roof is less than 15 years old a lot of times they won't because even if in fact, unless you're driving by and you're seeing moss on the shingles and curling shingles and things like that, really something that you're looking at going, okay, there's a problem. You know, in that particular case, uh, you know, obviously they'd come back and say, hey, the roof is in disrepair. But if it's, you know, a, a roof that's within 15 years, you're, you know, you're, you're buying a replacement cost policy. So that's what you'll get. And a lot of times, I mean, there's carriers that, you know, if in fact you have a roof that's 2014, some carriers don't even come out and do an inspection anymore just because you know, there's so many inspections that are going to be done. They'd rather focus their efforts on the ones that they really want to inspect and kind of leave the ones that uh, that are newer properties alone. What if you had a regular, like say drone inspection completed by a third party company? Could, could this said third party company just kind of slide these inspections over to the insurance company just to make sure we're tracking and they're they're seeing that your roof is not aging improperly or it doesn't have hail damage or 
is there a way that we can work better together to keep the cost of this down than currently we're doing? You know, it's a good question. I mean, there's been plenty of times where we've come out and taken pictures of, of different uh, houses and, and, you know, from different angles and especially if in fact, I'll give you a perfect example. We were working with a carrier that's really based south in Florida, right? You know how a lot of uh, homes in Minnesota have that steel, almost rain barrier where it comes down and then it diverts, rain diverter, I guess, you know? And, you know, over the front doors and, and, and the sliding glass doors and such. Well, what was happening was, you know, these carriers were thinking those were shingles that were curled up. And so they were, oh my goodness. Declining, terrible. declining homes because of that. And we had to go, I had to actually send them pictures of rain diverters that I found on Google saying, this is a rain diverter. You'll see where they're at. It's right over the front door. It's right over the sliding glass doors. So we've actually sent pictures um, like that to try to, you know, I, make a case. And Tim, real quick, we, I think we call that kick out flashing. I think that's what okay, you're referring perfect. to. Yeah, exactly. But you know, it's just, you know, whatever it is that kind of diverts that water, you know, uh, away from the front door. Definitely uh, not wow. shingles. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But you know, but to answer your question, Bill, you can send them all the information they, that you want, but if they want to go out and do an inspection, they'll go out and do an inspection. It just seems like a game we're playing. And I, I guess I'm wondering, when did this game really ramp up? If you're asking me, my opinion is the storms in 1999 is kind of when everything kind of started. It's odd because that's when I started in insurance, but I was down in Florida at the time. But, you know, there were storms in 98, 2000, 2001, and they were all like what they call cat storms, which is, you know, really big hail, all that stuff. My wife actually worked for a roofing and siding company. And that's when, you know, all of these, these roofing and siding companies came in and started, you know, negotiating with the insurance carriers for what the amounts were going to be that they were going to pay. And they started, you know, working and, and dealing with the adjusters directly. At first, what would happen is you as a homeowner, you'd actually, if in fact you had a claim, you'd actually, you know, call the uh, insurance company first and then find a contract. What was happening is all these contractors were going out saying, wait a second, I see it. Why don't I meet with your adjuster and we'll go ahead and see if we can't come to an agreement. And that was happening all over. The it's a tick and attack. I mean, you know, one second, the, the roofers are coming up and, and there's plenty of high quality roofers, but there's a lot of storm chasers out there as well. Right. But, you know, they would come up with something and the insurance would come up with something to refute it. And then they'd want to do something different. And the insurance would come back and do something. And then mortgage companies decided that they needed to to make sure that their risk was insured at replacement costs. So they were requiring that, which uh, the roofers knew. And so they knew that, you know, the majority of the roofs out there were replacement costs. So, you know, what better way to uh, to get a full roof than to have the insurance companies pay? I have so many questions. I think we could go on for literally three hours. I know we're going to have to have you back on again, Tim, because we're running out of time on this one. But I, I do got to ask you real quick for, for people out there, if, if they are in that situation where somebody, their insurance company comes out to their house, sends them a letter and says, hey, we visited your house. And guess what? You either need to replace your roof or we're dropping your sorry butt. What advice would you have for them? I mean, would it be smart to shop around for a different insurance carrier at that point? At that point in time, it might be your only option. Or you could you could just just go ahead and have it as an actual cash value policy, which again, I'm of that same mindset as you know, I listened to your Facebook post at uh, the sporting group and about, you know what, it may just be a case where, Hey, you know what, 
you're right. It's a 15 year old roof. I don't get replacement cost. That's just the way that I'm going to go ahead and insure my home now. Because keep in mind, if in fact you have a, an actual cash value home versus replacement cost, your premium every year is lower too, because it's less expensive to insure your home if you're depreciating the roof than if in fact you didn't. So, you know, there might be some people that just say, you know what, that's okay. You know, it's a 15 year old roof. I'm going to, my premium is going to go down by 250 bucks a year. I'm okay with that. But on the flip side, if in fact you want to continue with replacement costs, like I said, there are carriers out there that will do that. But just keep in mind, you know, insurance is there to make you whole. Insurance is there to, you know, to repair, you know, the, the damage done by these storms. You know, it's not necessarily there to, you know, make you better. And that's what replacement cost on a roof is doing is, you know, yeah. you're taking a roof that's 20 years old and making it brand new. And that's not what insurance is there to do. And that's where your higher premiums are coming. Sure. Makes perfect sense. And this is good stuff. Before we wrap up though, can you tell everybody how to get a hold of you if they have more questions or if they want to quote or? or... Yeah, you bet. So our website is themulgrengroup.com and Mulgren is spelled M-O-L-G-R-E-N. So themulgrengroup.com. You can reach us on, uh, uh, our phone number is 952-657-7016. My email is uh, my first name, last name, Tim Mulgren at IPNagent.com. And IPN stands for Insurance Producer. Network. That's kind of like our parent company, but uh, Tim Mulgren at IPNagent.com. Very good. Tim, how many, in terms of percentages in the insurance world, how many independent brokers are there compared to a shop that only sells, say, State Farm or American Family? Captive agents. You know, I, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. My guess is it's probably pretty close to half and half just because okay. there's more people that work for State Farm and Farmers, American Family, Liberty Mutual, um, but there's less of them. Right. And so on the independent side, there's more carriers to work with, you know, but, you know, you're not working independently for each one. So I would say you're probably pretty much 50 50 down the road. But I mean, you know, State Farm is one of the largest insurance carriers out there for both auto and home. So on the captive side, they do hold a, a substantial part of the market. But the independent side, you know, there's just a lot more options. There. Sounds great. Thanks, Tim. This is good. And we're going to have you back to talk more. I, I can attest to State Farm. I'm in the middle of a claim with them now and they've been really, really pleasant to work with. I mean, it's been a good experience, not something I'd complain about. So I tell people all the time, there's plenty of places out there. If you you Google State Farm sucks, you're going to get just as many as you Google Traveler sucks in any place else. A lot of times it just depends on the adjuster you're working with to make the experience, not necessarily the carrier. Awesome. Well, I think we got to wrap this one up, but Ruben, just get Tim scheduled again. It'll be fun. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to Structure Talk, a Structure Tech presentation. My name is Bill Ulrich alongside Tessa Murray and Ruben Saltzman. Thank you for listening and we will catch you next time. For more information on how we can provide you with the right information about your home before you buy or sell, contact us at StructureTech.com.